ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming. Yo, 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 beautiful people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. And bringing this podcast intro from the heart of the sun in the UK. What a beautiful day it is today in the UK. Just got back as well, guys, for a couple of days. I went, I headed to the Lake District in my van and I slept beside this most beautiful lake. And the weather was amazing. Best hotel in the world where you can just park up for free beside a lake. It's absolutely amazing. But I did get a, few, a bit of flack for that, guys, just to let you know. I posted some videos and pictures on my Instagram page of me being away. And I had a couple of haters out there saying that I should be staying indoors and should be in, at home. But I said to them that I am always at home. Nature is my home. <laughs> and um, the Lake District certainly is my home. Um, I think it's really funny, guys, how I think we always forget that planet earth is our home and home isn't confined to a little box or four walls i think at times we forget that but anyway this week on the podcast is a conversation with someone who does speak a bit more sense this is a guy called dr bear orlando and he has a specialization in biotrain medicine and holds many different complementary degrees and certifications in the health of field from social psychology to oriental medicine to chiropractic innovations and um, body integration and what I also like about uh, Dr. Barrow is he also has a deep understanding of the spiritual side of things and he understands that the physical and the metaphysical and how the two are not separate and especially later on in this podcast we really do start d- diving deep in the, into the metaphysical side of things as you will see this one does get quite deep straight away but it is a cool conversation. So anyway, if you can, guys, just before we jump with this, please check out the one-off donation option or the Patreon page. It really uh, provides a great platform and helps me to keep doing what I'm doing. And all I want to ask you, ask yourself, guys, to ask is, is if you do want to see more of this podcast and you want to see more alternative, an alternative platform like the, like this podcast, and if it does hold value and space in your mind your body and your soul and your heart please find it in your heart to check out the patreon page and the one-off donation option that is all i ask as you know it it's just a great way to to keep this ship afloat that's all so anyway i love you all and enjoy this conversation with dr barrow Lando. peace out thank you so much for um joining us on the podcast it really is a pleasure to finally have a conversation with you and just for the listeners and the the people who are listening on audio and people who are on youtube i'll put a lot of your links in the bio below as well just so people can get a general gist of sort of your general background and stuff because like i mentioned before you have i know you have a lot of complementing degrees in the field of health 
and I've seen you in recent weeks talking about and speaking about the coronavirus agenda from a different perspective. And as you know, as you know, the landscape of what has been going on in the world has vastly changed over the last few, few weeks. We know that more and more people now are questioning what's going on. And I've also, what's really interesting as well, I've heard you speak a few times about how if people did have a, a bit more information and a bit more context about what was going on, maybe they would be less in fear. And I think that's a really important element to what's going on here. And I think the more that we do educate ourselves on the topic, the more that you do start to sort of go out the fear mode in, in sort of more of the empowerment mode of yourself. But just to start this, I would love to ask you the question, what, what, I know there's many different things to this whole conversation that we could get into, but just to start it, I would love to ask the question, what important things do you think people need to know about to what's going on right now in the world? Well, first, Dan, thanks uh, for having me here. It's an honor to be here with you. And uh, life is good here in the colonies. So uh, it's good to talk to our brothers across the pond there. Yes. So thank you. I also particularly like the name of your platform, Ascend, because, um, you know, life, uh, as I've learned through the practice of medicine, and uh, studies for years in the integrative sciences, uh, life is an ascension process on all levels. And uh, I think to start off, you know, I think if people understood real science, not what I was forced to learn in medical school, we would learn uh, much more about ourselves, how the universe works and our place in it. And uh, we wouldn't be so concerned about the problems that we think we have and we have moved well beyond those a long time ago we'd be living in a different reality so um you know this whole uh, agenda here we'll say with the the pandemic we call it we knew this was coming over 20 years ago uh, i've traveled in circles for a long time of not just people in the integrative uh, medical circles but people in in intelligence and in finance, people that are very well connected in those worlds. And uh, we've, you know, put our heads together for a long time just trying to find solutions. And, uh, you know, also people in alternative energy, you know, real engineers and people that understand real physics. And, uh, you know, and we're just trying to get solutions that are ready now out to the world. But of course, the powers that be. Uh, don't like competition, as uh, Rockefeller once said, you know, competition is a sin. So, um, you know, I think what people really need to understand, uh, as we knew 20 years ago, as I began to say, uh, that this epidemic was uh, planned a long time ago. We were told back then that there would be a biological event that would then be used to consolidate governance into fewer hands to bring about a cashless society where we would be under greater control. There would be forced vaccination so that the human genome could be reconstructed, re-engineered, so that people would be more controllable. And also technology would be used to that aim. So here we are. It's no surprise for some of us. And, um, you know, I would just tell people to take heart. And even though there are a lot of people that buy into the narrative because they're falling into the fear and fear is their main tactic. It is the real virus. Uh, you know, the, it's the only contagion that we have to worry about. Uh, but there is a growing number of people that understand the truth. You've had some wonderful guests on that are telling their version of it. We're all, you know, finding ourselves, we're circling the wagon. So, 
uh, from my perspective, this is the best of times. And anybody that finds themselves here now and thinks it's a bit intense uh, will just remember we were all born for these times. We put ourselves into this simulation right now to be here and participate in it. And if you are in a process of realizing uh, it's time for us to wake up, then that means we are the solution. So, uh, you know, that's that's my main message and what we try to get across on our platform. Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting you said that because what I've noticed through this whole sort of pandemic, if you want to use that word or whatever word you want to put on it, but it's really interesting. What I've noticed is that, you, like you said, a lot of people are sort of coming to terms that maybe we have been lied to about a lot of stuff, but it's actually forcing a lot of people who maybe who maybe wouldn't have been looking at these topics a long time ago, it's sort of forcing them to to reassess their lives, not just from a physical level, but also from a psychological and a spiritual level as well. And, and it starts, and I think the more that you do start looking at this whole topic, what's going on, it leads you to the work that we've been doing all throughout our lives. You know, we've been looking into different aspects of how to take our sovereignty back in our own lives from a physical and a spiritual perspective, like I said, how we've been trying to take sovereignty back from our own how, how we manage our money and our lives, how we manage our health. So it's, it's, really, it's just really interesting how that this whole thing that has come forward, it, it is highlighting a lot of stuff to the, human, to the human mind of what areas you maybe should be looking into in your life. One of the, one of the interesting areas I really wanted to dive into in this conversation is, um, I know that you've spoke about it on a few other podcasts, is from the, the microbial level. Um, could you speak about the importance of microbes in this conversation with, with the, the whole sort of the, the virus and things like that? Because as you know, I've heard you mention a few times from um, a microbial level that, that the microbial level in the process of nature and how viruses are sort of have been misunderstood with this whole conversation that's going on. Could you speak about the general, general senses of that, please? Sure. Microbes uh, make life possible. You know, I made a transition a few years back from a 40-year career in bioterrain medicine, we call it, that I actually learned in Europe. Um, you know, and what it is, it's practicing permaculture for the body, basically. And uh, as we came, uh, treated people, we did not treat their disease. Uh, we instead... Um, looked at their body as a natural ecosystem, which it is, used a lot of uh, laboratory medicine and all the techniques I'd learned, including looking at everybody's blood under the slide. And a lot of that centered around looking at micro populations. And if you study the work of uh, Bouchamp, which then led to the work of Enderline and Gaston Naissons and Royal Rife, uh, you know, they would all tell you the same thing. So I've spent uh, literally thousands of hours looking at microbes under the microscope. And what I saw and proved to myself that what my teachers told me was absolutely true is that what we think of as um, pathogens, whether they're uh, virus, bacteria, any classification you can think of, they're actually uh, cyclic organisms, just like insects out in the natural, uh, you know, environment. You'll see them go from larvae stage to, you know, different sorts of, um, uh, through different phases of life until they sprout wings and grow, you know, and fly away. And in different phases of those cycles, they have certain functions in the ecosystem. Well, it's same with microbes in our body also realize with that is these pathologies are not sickness. They are a, a response 
uh, to certain circumstances, and it's actually part of a healing mechanism. And along with that, these microbes are um, develop in similar fashion in order to be part of the solution. They have recycling, uh, you know, duties in the body. They they uh, interact like in the case of virus. They interact in ways to promote uh, healing mechanisms. The the production of uh, you know interleukins and and stem cell production and things that are part of the healing. But if they're misunderstood, as we're taught in medical school, so the biggest impediment to our health, in my opinion, is uh, medical practices and especially the ignorance that us doctors work under because we're taught to fight disease and fight microbes. And in fact, uh, you know, in the practice of agriculture, which I you know, I'm 100% involved in now. We have a, a permaculture farm here and grow medicinal herbs. It's the same thing. What we do is we uh, assess the soil health, just like I used to assess the, uh, you know, the soil, the body, so to speak. And it's all about microbes. And when the microbe populations are abundant, then you have perfect health. So it's a seamless, intelligent network. And we've interrupted that. And that is why. Uh, we see a lot of the people that are having symptoms these days having those. So uh, please, you comment and, and yeah, I'll go in any direction you want. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that. And the, the one that, the, with, with the, the microbial aspect, with I know that you've spoke about that many times, the reason why I wanted to bring that up for is because with this whole situation that's being played out, as we can see from, from the sort of the, the physical side of the coronavirus agenda, the we can see that that the media and the news is sort of raging a war on nature, sort of say, you know, I'm saying that in quotation marks, the sort of saying that, that the microbes are the enemy, that we will beat the enemy sort of thing. We will beat nature. But the reason why like I said, I brought it up because I really think that the, the process of understanding the, the microbial nature of, of, of our, of ourselves really does play a huge important factor in sort of releasing that fear that the whole media is trying to, to produce around, produce around this whole topic. I mean, I was even, I read a bit of um, information the other day. I think it was actually the, 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 the recent doctor called Dan Erickson, I think, came out and spoke about this. I'm not sure. It might have been another doctor anyway, but it's, this is sort of common practice among many, many doctors anyway who deal with the understanding, the importance of microbes and stuff. But they speak about how, um, especially when it comes to viruses and things like that, that when we do, when the body does want to um, sort of excrete certain to toxins and things out of the body, the body will sort of um, immune system as a response to that will actually sort of um, will actually cause a, an effect where it will create um, will it, where 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 sort of it will have like sort of flu like symptoms or will sort of get rid of certain things. Do you do you, would you sort of agree with that? Is that the body's actual natural way of getting rid of toxins and certain things? Yes, that's spot on. But to realize. The most difficult thing for people to understand is, well, why are we taught so differently? Yeah. And when you understand why we're taught differently, then you be able to open your mind that maybe pathogens aren't what we think they are. And, you know, the, the main thing that the controllers do, and this isn't grand conspiracy theories, it's just fact. You know, I've been at this for 40 years just in medicine. And uh, so everything I speak of is firsthand and very grounded and, and very practical. So we're not theorizing. This is based on real experience. Um, you know, there is always a war that we're waging. There is always uh, a terrorist, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a group of people that we have to fight 
or now these invisible microbes, you always have to have an agenda based on fear that the bad guys are trying to get us. So, uh, you know, I've watched this unfold for many years. <clears throat> so um, when I started learning microbiology from a different perspective, I could take it within that context and see, oh, I understand why they would try to do that. And then you start asking questions, why? What we do in conventional medicine is we skip that part. We create a theory, which is the why that you're not supposed to ask until further down the road. And then you create a narrative to justify your theory and then make all of your um, research and findings fit that theory. Now, when you also understand that that theory uh, serves the vested interest of pharmaceutical industry uh, uh, you know, all the things that they make billions of dollars a day off of, and then also follows an agenda that would give certain people more control and governance, you start to see the larger picture. But back on the ground with virus, um, they're not what we think they are, and I'm convinced of that. And the thing that really convinces me is not just what I see in labs and under the microscope, and, and the incongruities in conventional theory. But when I base bioterrain principles on what I see in labs and under the microscope and restore the ecosystem rather than trying to treat a disease, uh, our experience is that uh, over many decades, seeing thousands of people with incurable diseases, a high percentage of them get better when they get off their medications that were treating the disease and when people like myself restore their ecology. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it's really interesting because what I wanted to mention to you before as well, I'm not sure if you heard um, when you were talking there about the importance of the, the microbial aspect and how it plays an in, 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 in integral part of, of, our, of, our, of all our lives. It's really interesting because if you look at the world, what's going on now with the current situation where we're when this, this crazy time where, where people are social distancing, even Dr. Dan Erickson, I'm not sure if you heard this this conversation, but he came out recently and he was talking about how how it's very vital and important for human beings on a microbial level to actually be interacting with, with other microbes, meaning that other human beings should be interacting with each other. Because as we know, the, the whole world, we are ourselves, ourselves and our body are made up of microbes. And when we're not interacting with other people, that could actually be a detriment to our health, even though that the way that the, the news and the media is portraying it is that actually they're trying to say that that's the, the way the fear should be. You shouldn't be interacting with other people, but actually what Dan Erickson was saying, it actually con completely contradicts that model that, that for optimal health in our lives, we should be interacting in, in um, associating ourselves with other microbes, i.e. being people and things like that. And what's really interesting is that um, sort of um, when, a, if you think about this, for example, when a child's born, the way that a, a child actually um, grows and evolves in the to a, to a healthy healthy immune system is actually sort of putting its hands in the dirt, interacting with the the micro the other microbes, interacting with other family members and things like that. And I just wanted to really ask you a question, your general thoughts about the whole social distancing and how that's impacting our microbial health. Uh, critical at this time, and it's something that people really have to understand. And as we've already mentioned in uh, bioterrain medicine and agriculture. 
the health, uh, you know, that we seek is really dependent on microbes because they have so many important functions. And when that microbial population is in proper balance, then they keep themselves in check and you never have problems. And even when you have imbalances in the microbial populations, it's not because they inherently do bad things to us, but then we suffer the consequences of those imbalances. But again, if we understand how things work, we can restore balance. And then what we think of as disease, you know, um, you know, goes away. But if you just look at the body's surface, uh, you know, we have about 70 trillion cells in the average body. And, you know, the microbes out, just on our body surface outnumber those trillions of cells thousands to one. And so, uh, you know, in oriental medicine, we call our outer immune barrier, you know, that has an energetic component that then is holographically expressed in the microbial populations. We call that the Wei Qi. Uh, you know, in martial arts, we know that when you build up that Wei Qi, you also, you know, become impervious in a fight, you know, or, you know, in the practice of martial arts. So just in uh, normal day-to-day -day health, uh, immunity is dependent on that microbiology. One of the reasons why there are so many resistant pathogens, when I say resistant, resistant antibiotics, is because of all the sterilization practices in those facilities. They have disrupted the normal microbes that exist on every surface of everything we touch, uh, including the outer surfaces of our bodies. And uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, when we do social distancing, when we over sterilize, when we're washing our hands, uh, you know, ridiculous amounts of times during the day, when we don't just use normal soap and water and use these new disinfectant products, we're disrupting that binome all the time which uh, creates the imbalances where now the microbes will reflect that. And uh, what you're doing is disrupting the normal barrier that protects us. And not the, uh, a barrier that protects us from bad things, but the barrier that is a living ecosystem. And if the average person could see the outside of their bodies in a way where they could see all the microorganisms, they would be amazed, probably a little freaked out, because we're covered in organisms all the time. So if people think they're going to go into a store and use little sanitation wipes and, or, or wipe off doorknobs and, and protect themselves from uh, microbes, it's the absolutely most ludicrous idea imaginable because there's, it's impossible. And in fact, all you're doing is creating imbalances and leading yourself uh, vulnerable uh, you know, to what you don't want in the first place. So it's a big psyop. And what's uh, even more dangerous is that energetically, of course, um, human beings, as well as all of life, is an interconnected intelligent web. And when you start becoming afraid of life, when you're, you know, they have us so that we're afraid of the sun, don't stay in the sun too long, which is life, which gives us health. Uh, you know, I've just watched this progression over the years where we're every, every decade we're afraid of a new boogeyman. And of course, now we're actually afraid of each other. You've got people uh, uh, buying, into it, buying into it to the extreme that they actually start hating on each other and yelling at each other for not wearing a mask. And um, 
you know, so that's the most detrimental part of it is because we're interrupting the natural flow and interconnectedness with life. And as far as the human psychology, you know, we're, we interact on a different level again, at least we're supposed to than the animal kingdom. And that uh, leads us into greater possibilities you know, uh, occupying a human spacesuit that allows us to ascend into, uh, you know, higher realms of consciousness. In fact, I'm pretty convinced that that's why we're here in the first place is to have rapid soul expansion by placing ourselves in this simulation in the first place. So now all of a sudden we're afraid of each other. We're looking at each other as separate. And that's what uh, the controllers really want to do. They want to foster that whole. Um, narrative that life is somehow separate parts that way that's why we've you know the 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 reductionist type of science has taken precedence over what the old alchemist you know in past ages understood what people in ayurvedic and uh, chinese medicine understood you know thousands of years ago that life is a whole seamless intelligent web and now our science our social distancing is to, meant to separate us and to make us think that we're isolated uh, parts of uh, mechanistic reality. And uh, they've used microbes now to just culminate their entire agenda. And um, it's very sinister. And people really need to wake up quick to what's going on because our solution is coming together and doing the opposite of everything we're told. Yeah, really great point, by the way. You mentioned something there about the energetic component when you were bringing that into the conversation. Because that's what I really like about your work as well, just to add that to your work. You, I know that you can come from more of a physical sense. Like I said before, you have sort of um, many different degrees from more of a, a practical sense. But in my opinion, what I know of the work that you've done when I've researched in here, you also bring to this conversation from a, a spiritual and a psychological perspective. And when you brought up there talking about the energetic component, Something that came to my mind straight away there, and this is something that I've I've questioned and I've I've had a conversation with this about this topic with a few people, but from an energetic level or a spiritual perspective, whatever you want to call it, with the when it, in regards to social distancing, we also have fields of um, frequencies that are constantly interacting on sort of a, a non-physical level, and it also could be the case that social distancing could have a huge huge effect on our human frequencies. Have you ever questioned that? Yeah, you know, I early on, for whatever reason, I had an inclination uh, to jump into metaphysics along with my uh, so-called metaphysics, which I believe is actual physics, uh, you know, now that I know a little bit more. Uh, but I did that congruent with my medical studies. And I became a big student of Rudolf Steiner, uh, amongst uh, a lot of other notables. But it, it, and so I just had an intuitive sense about things. And a lot of what I studied in that realm just made more sense to me. And um, it wasn't, though, until years back, I came across the work of Walter Russell, because I still had this mind, you know, I did go through a lot of conventional uh, schooling. So I had the typical Western analytical side to myself, uh, even though I was intuitively drawn to other things. But Walter Russell was the missing link for me because he actually uh, brought to, uh, to front the physics of how uh, what I was learning in metaphysics actually works and satisfied that other analytical side of myself. So when you approach it from that understanding, 
which we just call waveform mechanics, you see that every thought that we produce from the mental plane, and you know, humans are unique in the animal kingdom for the ability to self-realize and to have an intent and use thought to manifest our reality. And then through our emotional content, give those uh, thoughts which are polarized electrical vectors the intensity to manifest you know, in our, what we think of as our physicality. So when you uh, understand waveform mechanics, you see that every thought that we have, every emotion that we have is a very real, a measurable electrical event. And so now if you have certain people that are trying to convince us to think in ways that you're suggesting that create separation, that create a fear-based reality, then we are in fact creating that. So the real battle that's going on, and, and people make no mistake about it, this is World War III. Um, this is really happening, and it has been happening for a while. And World War III is unconventional. And the weapons that are used against us are our own minds. So they have literally hijacked the mental plane through the educational systems, through the media, through medicine, through governance, in order to, uh, let's just say, um, the, the, with vulnerable people, uh, to have us use our mental creative faculties to create the world that they want that will then be weaponized against us. So, uh, you know, what we do on our platform is we try to get into these waveform mechanics in a way that people can wrap their minds around the fact that we actually have all the power. We don't have to work uh, with politicians or words on pieces of paper that they say we have to obey, uh, we have to understand who we really are and how things really work. So uh, metaphysics now, we have all the information on the planet right now to understand metaphysics as real physics, then uh, allows you to get into the practice of waveform mechanics to uh, be able to work with a very uh, grounded practical approach to how we use our thoughts and our emotions and especially applied to the practice of engineering and medicine to uh, enter into what he told us that we should be in right now which is the age of transmutation but there are certain interests on this planet that desperately want to keep us from that destiny because they will lose control yeah, it's really interesting there how you how you bring up diving even deeper into the aspect of, of frequencies there because something that I've questioned while all this has been going on on the planet, like you said, um, it's very interesting how it seems to be that a lot of people are being sort of pulled into the fear frequency because we, we all know that fear does have a frequency. Truth has a frequency. Love has a frequency. And it does, it does seem to be that there is, a, and I've also played with this own, this this dimension within myself as well, realizing how subjectively maybe in my own life, knowing how my inner world is, does affect me outer world, knowing that how my sort of thoughts do interact with what's going on in the world. I think we do have to sort of ask ourselves that question, what is playing out now? 
like the agendas that we are seeing, is that also subjectively coming from our inner worlds, even though there may be still practical forces that are outplaying as well, but we do have to recognize them, sort of the inner dimensions of, of how our own subjective reality could be affecting that. So I think that's really important to highlight as well. But it's just really interesting how, how with this whole pandemic that's been going on on the planet, how, how they have sort of been trying to manipulate the frequency on the planet. Have, have you seen, do you, do you feel that that's, it could be a, I know that, like I said, I know there's like physical dimensions to what's going on here as well. I mean, I know the physical and the, and the, and the inner dimensions are, in, on, are in, interrelated, but on a sort of a, on a physical sense, do you feel that that's what is playing out here with the media and stuff? They actually are trying to project and fear out there so that the frequency on the planet maybe can be affected. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the things that I've, uh, I speak on, they might seem far out to certain people, but those that are uh, the controllers know the truth of, of everything I'm talking about, and they, again, have used it against us. Um, you know, you, you say, well, there's the physical and non-physical. Well, in there, there's no separation. Yeah, um, in fact, what we think of as physical isn't really physical at all. Yeah. It's a product of electrical vibrations. Our bodies and all the microbes that cover our surface, it's a composite of uncountable electrical vectors that are part of the original um, canvas of nature, we'll say, there's an, an intelligence in the universe, our creator, whatever you, however you want to think of it, it doesn't matter. That intelligence exists. And that intelligence has created uh, the natural order. And then those of us that embody into this simulation, we are given the opportunity to have a coordinate within that consciousness. It's not a time, it's not a place, it's a coordinate in consciousness to then use our individual thoughts and emotions to uh, overlay our own electrical vectors within that larger canvas. So what we experience as physicality, even people like myself that are looking at this so-called physicality under microscopes, it doesn't matter. It's still a product of electrical forces. There are vibrations and all the physical elements that we study on the periodic table of elements in chemistry are nothing more than angulations along waveforms that create the characteristics of each element that then we put together in order to create our entire simulation. So the senses as we think of that think of them, you know, are, you know, Rudolf Steiner actually understood there's more than five senses and actually all the senses are in actuality one sense that then when we differentiate and experience and into multiple senses, but there's only one vibration that we're sensing, even though we experience it differently, but our sensory apparatus and our nervous system is part of the simulation. So when we say, well, I can see this with my own eyes, I can touch it, I can feel it. Well, it's nothing more than if you're playing on an Xbox and you have a screen with the control levers and on the screen you can see how you're doing in the game. It's part of the simulation. What you're seeing on the screen isn't real. Now, Walter Russell uh, you know, laid out the mechanics plain for anybody to understand 
how that uh, the electrical forces that polarize from our own thoughts and feelings then create the vibrations that outpitch you within the simulation to create our sensory apparatus that then reports back to us this rich, intense, three-dimensional experience in the first place. And we could go way deep and explain every facet of exactly how that works to the point where the average person could understand, wow, that's real. So when we think of the physical universe, it's not physical. It's not who we are. And the, um, you know, more the practices that were given to us through other cultures. And, uh, you know, and I learned a lot through the martial arts and meditative practices. It allows you to reach that space, that stillness, where you see yourself as the creator of putting these forces into effect in the first place. So the controllers are using that and our ignorance to our true potential and what we're doing to create our reality every moment in order to create their reality. Uh, so that's what we have to wake up to. And the microbial uh, narrative is just part of the seduction to keep us into a limited physical universe based on fear. Yeah, definitely. I love that, by the way. And it's there's so many different things that could take this, by the way. I love these conversations sometimes because yeah, I can really tell straight away that that you've just you, that you've got so many different layers to you, and you can take it so many different places. But it's interesting when you mention about the senses of a senses aspect there, because it's like looking at the whole general play of what's going on. It is like our senses, to a certain degree, are being hijacked. But then at the same time, sort of. Um, a question I'm asking myself what you mentioned early on in the podcast that maybe sort of subjectively we are all sort of hi- hijacking our own creative senses and what I mean by that is is that it's like what you said earlier that we sort of maybe we have put ourselves in this and maybe we have put ourselves in this sort of simulation or game whatever you want to call it to sort of to to forget our senses and then sort of remember our senses because it seems to be that I know that everything that is going on with coronavirus, I know we, we, we like to always say that that there is sort of a, a hidden hand and a hidden agenda, which I definitely feel there is as well. But also, like I said earlier, you've got to recognize that subjectively maybe is a part of part of us and there is a, a deeper impulse within us to play a game on ourselves. And maybe we are playing a game on ourselves that that creates a virus, that, that, that sort of creates a challenge, creates opposition so that we can remember again. Because it does feel like this whole place that we're in is sort of a remembering, you know, Graham Hancock mentions this many times where he says we are a species with amnesia. And I do feel that that's some, it's times with the coronavirus, what's going on. And I know this is very deep and going out, out there. Um, but I do feel that sometimes that, that it is a game to remember, to a game to remember again and, and remember them senses, what you were, what you were talking about. Yeah. And you know, it's important to understand that our thoughts do have consequences And we're not at all suggesting that, oh, just think and grow rich and go meditate somewhere. You know, we're here in this simulation for a purpose. And we have the responsibility to bring uh, what we've thrown out of balance back into a state of balance so that it's once again congruent with the natural patterns that govern this, uh, you know, universe in the first place. Um, You are able to track how these thought forms become crystallized so to speak 
and then you can work both ends of the continuum. Uh, you know, you have to uh, constantly, you have to take everybody with where they're at. You can't just start talking about some of these concepts that we're discussing here because you'll lose, you'll lose them, you know, at step one and they'll just run out the door. On the other hand, when you understand how these actually crystallize into what we think of as a physical body, there are ways to work with that in order to create the, the space and to bring back, restore through bioterrain principles, uh, you know, the mechanisms, uh, especially the microbiological populations, so that then that starts actually, um, uh, you know, ricocheting back on the level of consciousness. And you see these people over and over again that would never entertain conversations such as this. And then months later after treatment and just sequentially taking them through their journey not only is their body doing better but you find yourself having discussions like this and they're open to ideas that they never would have uh you know been open to prior so you know the practice of medicine um, used to be a sacred science back in the days of hippocrates and before that where they understood uh you know the role of a physician was to teach and that it was basically to, to teach uh, people how to become sovereign and understand that their, their physicality was a production of, you know, why they were here in the first place on the soul level and what they were to achieve through this mechanism. And contemporary medicine has become the opposite of that. It has uh, created a situation where we're separated from that understanding. We're taught dependence instead of sovereignty. We're taught fear instead of um, knowledge. And uh, in, you know, we have this inclination to say, oh, we, we have to be objective and double-blind studies and all the things we think of as the empirical method, when in fact, subjective is the other half of the equation because uh, I always uh, chuckle, you know, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, people will maybe dabble in herbology and maybe have some good results. And then the conventional side will say, oh, well, that's just placebo. Well, in fact, something is happening there. So if I was, uh, say, in the pharmaceutical industry and I had billions of dollars at my disposal, I'd probably start some bona fide research projects to understand placebo because if we're in fact acknowledging that things are happening in the body that are observable based on what somebody believes, why don't we try to understand that more so we can bottle that and, and give it instead? But instead, they just um, illogically dismiss it as, oh, well, that person's getting better because of placebo. Well, empirically speaking, you're observing results happening. So how can you just dismiss that and say, well, it's not because of the herb? Um, it's, it's really uh, fantastical when we just sit back with an open mind and look at the mindset and what we're taught and, you know, we're all here right now because we were, again, born for these times. And we're all here to make a decision because there's a larger agenda going on that goes way beyond these controllers and the control they think they have. There are larger forces of intelligence and a hierarchy of intelligence behind the scenes that we are part of. 
And uh, that larger agenda is moving on so that humanity can experience a different way of being. And we are here right now partially to decide, are we moving on or are we going to stay on the, the, the same old wheel and have, uh, you know, more of the school of hard knocks somewhere else in another schoolroom because this earth and where it's going is going into another octave of experience, another level of consciousness. And it's up to us whether we want to go along for the ride. So I'll just finish in saying the so-called controllers, I don't look at them as the bad guys or even as this ominous threat. I look at them no different than when I was in my athletic training days of going into the gym. I'd go there because I would find resistance and things to push against that made me stronger. And that's the true role of these, these people. And even though they're coming at us with all these technologies to you know, trace our every moment and, and even measure our thoughts, uh, and believe me, they're already there. They can do that. Um, you know, uh, have no fear because uh, just like they're trying to use us, well, we have the power, turn the tables, understand you know, our true role, why we're here in the first place and start using them because, uh, you know, they can serve our purpose as well. Yeah, I love that, by the way, beautifully, beautifully said. And it's really interesting because I've thought about that before and I, I do feel that that in life, someone, somebody has to hold up the darkness within life. And I think if you have gratitude for, for the, the quote-unquote evil around you, it actually makes you, it makes you, um, and you, and you hold gratitude and space for that in your mind and you realize that, yes, to have a, a fo- sort of a, have a fundamental balance within life, you do need the good and the bad. And it, and like you said, when you used to go to the gym and stuff and try and find resistance, I think that's what the, the human re- spirit requires. And it gets back to what I was saying before. It's like, it's, it's like all this, what we're doing here, we have played this game on ourselves where we do, where the coronavirus does get put in the game and subjectively we come against a challenge. And then through that, we actually find ourselves. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing now on the planet. You know, it's, they're coming face to face with what's going on and the, the meeting this resistance, which in their heart in the, within their spirit, they know is not quite right. And it, it sort of forces them to find themselves in different ways that they wouldn't have looked at certain aspects within themselves. Another, another area, actually, just to, just to mix it up, because like I said, you know, you can tell we can go all over the place with this. But I wanted to touch on... Um, the vaccine side of things with you and see, see your your opinion on that because that's another um, interesting play that's that's playing out within this conversation and I have my own sort of my own opinions around vaccinations in general but with the with just with in particular with the coronavirus it sort of seems like that we're seeing that that nature's sort of wrong to a sense and it's also seeing that that with bringing out sort of a vaccine it also brings to the brings the context that everybody's bodies the see everybody's everybody's bodies are the same and i would love to see your your general thoughts around the vaccine conversation that's coming up with this yeah you know i began uh began my journey with vaccines with my own kids because at that time i was still practicing in the conventional system although i was open you know and, and studying in other areas i was still you know, doing shifts in, in hospitals and, and that sort of thing. So I was surrounded with that whole thought process. And, uh, you know, we were pregnant with our first child. And uh, 
long story short, I was taken under the wing of, uh, of an old doctor who had a different story to tell me. And, uh, you know, he was uh, uh, chief of staff of a prestigious hospital and that sort of thing. And uh, it put me into great turmoil because, uh, you know, on one hand, as a parent, you know, what if I don't vaccinate uh, and something happens or, or what if I do and something happens? So, you know, I was it was, it was an intense experience. At the last minute, uh, literally, we decided not to vaccinate. We just kind of followed our gut. And, you know, we've never looked back since. Now, when I went back, in, and I'm so glad, and my kids are glad, you know, and thank me that we didn't vaccinate them. But, um, you know, when I entered private practice, one of my early cases was a, a young couple that came in with a child that was normal one moment, and then literally within the days after a vaccine, retarded. And, um, you know, it's just a heartbreaking thing to see. And of course, there's denial on the medical side that there's any correlation, even though, you know, it was night and day within 24 hours. Uh, since then, I've seen uh, many children with vaccine damage. We've actually developed ways to retrain their nervous system and do other things to detoxify the elements, you know, within the vaccines and help a lot of these people. So, uh, again, when you see normal people coming in uh, or people that were normal, you know, within hours or days before a vaccine, and then you see that radical change, and then you work with them in ways that you know are creating the terrain response to counteract the vaccines, and they start to regain their health and their normalcy, that's a very practical way of saying, well, maybe there's something not quite that positive about vaccines. Now, one thing that we have to understand is they've really muddied the waters with the vaccine uh, discussion because we correlate, we, we interchange immunization and vaccination as the same thing. They're two radically different things. Uh, in bioterrain medicine, we immunize all the time. And the way we do it, again, is to bring the ecosystem, the internal ecology, into balance, including using preparations that were originally created by Enderline, who uh, was the first one that uh, understood the pleomorphic changes of microbiology, actually being a cyclogeny of organisms that always exist in our body and then going through cyclic changes in order to meet the demands of the ecology in order to restore normalcy and to maintain health. And so he uh, created a whole pharmaceutical line, natural, not drugs, that were the seeds of these organisms. And then in terrain medicine, by the study of what we see under the microscope and such, we understand which ones to use in order to create the micro, restore the normalcy in the microbiological uh, uh, populations. And um, so that is immunization. Now, vaccination, on the other hand, is taking um, cellular debris, conjugating it with, um, you know, live cells from humans, from animals, taking disease tissues, uh, using what we think of as retroviruses in order to splice in foreign genetic material, introducing um, uh, um, poisons that are there to deliberately shut down the immune system because 
Otherwise, the body would reject uh, the foreign DNA material. And, you know, all vaccines have those three components. They have an immune system suppressor. They have foreign genetic material. And then they uh, have the retroviruses in order to splice that into your genes. So vaccines, what I've learned, are actually a mechanism to change your genetics, not to make you immune. And it also forces your immune system to have a very unnatural response that is detrimental and weakens it. So you're doing the opposite of immunology and you're actually changing the human genome. And in the process, if you understand that um, DNA, human DNA, uh, it's, it's an antenna. It's a dual impedance antenna. And human DNA uh, is calibrated in order to uh, have a bandwidth of perception that then allows us as a composite of this DNA, uh, if you want to think of it that way, to um, you know, have the human experience and to evolve the way humans are designed to do. Uh, I don't like the word evolution, but you know, just get the gist. And so when you start putting in foreign DNA from insects and from lower animal kingdom, you are now literally shutting off or limiting the human bandwidth of perception and making us more into a lower order of consciousness. So I'm convinced that uh, not only are vaccines here to make us unhealthy and they disobey every rule of natural law, but they are also to cut humanity off at the level of the soul and the ability for us to comprehend higher levels of consciousness. That might sound very far-fetched to some people, but I think if you learn enough, you realize that is in fact what's going on. And when you see this coronavirus being engineered, not the virus itself, in fact, corona, boy, we could get into all sorts of discussion why they even call corona in the first place, which has to do with electrical discharge and nothing to do with uh, you know, microbiology. Um, that uh, coronavirus is being used to sell us a vaccine that will then, you know, spread across more of humanity and again, turn us into herd animals. So I would not give a vaccine to my worst enemy. I just wouldn't even think of it. It's a horrible, gruesome thing to do it to an individual. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just vaccines are probably one of the more sinister things that, uh, you know, that they've thought up yet. And uh, there are a lot of, if you go back to, you know, certain metaphysical teachings from way back, they cautioned us long ago to stay away from these so-called serums, uh, which is what they called vaccines back then, because uh, they were designed not for our own good, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I completely agree with you. And it's, it, it's certainly some great knowledge here, by the way, as well. And it's it's certainly not a coincidence what is going on on the planet now. I mean, we can all see the the finer if you follow the the threads of uh, threads of information and research in your mind, you can you can definitely see what what the what the agenda is, especially with the the vaccine and stuff like that. It um it, re it really is cra it is really crazy to say the least. Um, something else I want to ask 
because what ties into that conversation as well is, especially when it comes to vaccines and also as well with the social distancing and the lockdown and stuff like that, is the conversation of free will. What's your thoughts around the conversation of free will? Because it's clear to see that that our ability to to be a sovereign human and do things on the planet is clearly slowly starting to be took away, away from us. And obviously with the supposed with the talks at the minute with the mandatory vaccination, obviously that's a big one that plays into human free will. Well, free will has been usurped on every level, starting with when we're born, we're issued a piece of paper that uh, creates a corporation in our name and then they attach that to us through life and make us believe that somehow we are uh, to assume the liability of that piece of paper and then be in servitude from that point on and that somehow uh, we're to obey uh, people that put words on pieces of paper and then have armies and police forces uh, that threaten us with physical violence if we don't agree to those pieces of paper. And, uh, you know, back in uh, way, way back, there used to be uh, schools for initiates that had reached, uh, you know, developed themselves on the inner level to a certain level of light. And they were invited into these, uh, you know, trainings, we'll call it. And um, one of the things they were required to do was to study all the ways of the outer world, which included medicine, politics, governance, finance, and uh, jurisprudence. And the reason being is they understood that, look, if you're going to complete your journey on the level of the soul, uh, which you're really here to do, you have to be wise to the ways of the world. That's why some of us have, um, you know, in this day and age, really jumped down the rabbit hole of law and the processes that, uh, that have been weaponized against us to subjugate us and to take away our free will. So the biological element of that, which is vaccines to make us so that we cannot even perceive in the realms that we are designed to you know, interact in, uh, that is the final, again, culmination of subjugation. So we're here, we're, we're told that well, the, the goal of your life is security. And so you want to go through our school systems uh, that will then teach you in a way which, of course, has nothing to do with classical logic and, and the real uh, studies that would benefit us. But, uh, you know, where we're just reduced to rote memorization and answer recognition, and we're given a dog bone if we get the right answer, and then we get a piece of paper. Now we can go out and you know get a job in a cubicle somewhere and make money, uh, you know, take all of our medicines, watch television, which further programs us, and um, and then hopefully you die with enough money and and don't run out and you know before you die. So. That's what our life has been reduced to. And then, of course, along the way, you're required to obey, uh, pay your fair share, and teach your kids how to do the same thing. So, um, And then if you're actually changing our genetics so that we can't even perceive into higher realms, well, that's a, that pretty completes the trifecta of uh, absolutely usurping our free will. 
And right now, what people and what I see and is very gratifying, I see people all over the world, people like ourselves, you know, we've never met. Uh, we live in different parts of the world, but we're, we're connecting, we're finding each other, and we're having these discussions. And through this, we are uh, realizing, wow, we're really not alone. We are interconnected. And the real name of the game today is to reclaim our will. And it's all about the right use of will. And so it may be kind of scary, you know, when you start getting into this kind of information. And it may uh, seem like you're trying to oppose an ominous force out there if you don't obey. But it's uh, to the point now where it's, it's, it's very critical. And we can't afford to obey anymore. We don't have to be violent. Uh, you know, we don't even have to resist. We just have to not participate, not give them our energy because we are literally being farmed for our energy. Uh, the the so-called controllers have no power except for the energy that we give them, whether it's uh, financial power by our, uh, you know, uh, participation in their whole workforce and their financial system or whether it's just giving them the power of our creative thought and emotion to create this uh, catastrophe that we're now witnessing. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you, actually ask you the question as well. What I know we've spoke about it quite a bit on this podcast, but general thoughts around what is going on, because it is, it does feel like that, like you said before, it does feel like it's a sort of an attack on the human spirit. It's it's like our the human creative force is trying to be sort of zapped out of zapped out of us as sort of a last measure to try and stop that, but as as we know that's certainly that's certainly not happening because it's actually working the opposite. As we're having this conversation now, millions of people around the world are questioning. So it's actually funny in life how the the polarities of the world actually work work in opposites. When you're faced with a challenge like we said before, it actually strengthens the human spirit, which is which is clearly happening. But what's your general thoughts around what what's going on here? Is it sort of a is it, a, is, it, is it an attack on the human spirit? Absolutely. And, you know, it's all a matter of perspective. Some people are going to say, well, we're, you know, we're being threatened by a virus and we better do what we're told and, and they're falling right in line. The other half of the population, which is gaining exponentially in numbers by the moment, is seeing the truth exposed. And it's just like in the old uh, Star Trek series, you know, when the Klingon warship is about to, uh, you know, fire on you, they had to uncloak and then all of a sudden you could see it. And that's exactly what's happening right now. There are people that maybe have not been uh, minding the store or, or, you know, doing a lot of inner work or even studies along the way. And this might be new information, but they're you know, just looking over the horizon and seeing the Klingon ship, it's in full view right now. And, you know, this time has been predicted forever that in the end times, and I'm not saying in a biblical uh, Armageddon kind of situation, but when, uh, you know, humanity is coming around another bend of consciousness shift, uh, you know, and removing ourselves from the illusion of time and space, everything would be exposed. And we were told that at this particular time, you know, no men for their actions and that all would be revealed. And that's exactly what's happening. So you can look at it either like, wow, things are really bad, or else you can say, just like, uh, you know, when I used to treat bodies that were very sick, when you treated the ecosystem 
properly, you actually drove all the ills to the surface. And very often things looked worse before they got better. But sure enough, they'd get better. So we're seeing all of the deceit, the treachery, um, all the evil as we think of it, being driven to the surface so that it can be uh, not just exposed, but to uh, be eliminated. And certain people are seeing it in full view right now. So that's actually what's happening. Uh, it's not evil having their way. It's evil being exposed. And, you know, going back to jurisprudence and everything, that's a sp- that's another level of the black magic. It's playing word games. It's the spell that seduces us to use our mental faculties, you know, in a way to uh, construct their entire reality. And, uh, you know, when you just look at words, you know, uh, it'll tell you that right under our noses, they've been telling us all along, evil is just another one of those, uh, you know, word games. You just turn it backwards. It means live. And so what they do is they invert every, every truth. So everything that we have learned is literally backwards and upside down, including the words that come out of our mouths. And, you know, humans are also very unique in that, uh, you know, because we understand in waveform mechanics that sonics, uh, which is a dimension of the vibrations that create our reality that we're alluding to, um, are really the creative force. So we have the ability as humans to not only utter sounds, but articulate them in very specific ways to create frequencies that can more readily manifest uh, things, uh, you know, beyond what, say, animal life is able to do. So they have actually hijacked that. So we really have to look at everything we're doing. We have to come to an understanding. And, uh, you know, that's why we not only dabble, but are, are very much uh, involved in teaching, um, you know, not just me- uh, proper medicine and microbiology, but understanding it from the level of consciousness that can be explained through waveform physics. Yeah, definitely. I love that. It's really interesting what you're saying there because it definitely does feel that more and more people are sort of um, waking up and realizing that everything that does add up isn't, isn't quite right. And more people are starting to, to realize, I mean, all through my life when I've, when I was young and I was looking into certain topics, it, you definitely start to get this sense in life that a lot of the stuff that we, we have been manufactured to, in the whole system is is a lie but it's, it's very interesting now because what is playing out now is it seems that more and more people are now also thinking the same thing what we were thinking years ago and it's really interesting i just wanted to ask you the question just to sort of to bring this to an end it's clear it's like i said it's clear to say that loads of people are waking up but i would love to see your thoughts on how we can how maybe people can use this as sort of an opportunity and a catalyst to maybe evolve their own lives and evolve humanity well, I think we're just seeing that happen naturally. It's a, it's a natural process that's an outcome of um, everything that's being used against us is actually being used against them. It's almost like we don't even have to try to do anything because, again, look at you and I. We're brought together. Um, you know, in the last few months, uh, I've been talking with doctors from all over the world. I've been, uh, you know, invited with interviews with, uh, you know, other prominent doctors where we're creating panels and talking to tens of thousands of people at a time, uh, you know, just discussing the reality behind germ theory and such. Um, People 
the more they're told, you know, to stay away from each other and wear a mask and, and then realizing, wow, wearing a mask is actually detrimental to my health. They're finding that, well, um, you know, everything we're being told is false because it's, it's very obvious for those that will just open their eyes. They're seeing that the medications that these alleged coronavirus uh, victims are given in the hospitals, it's all being exposed to, wow, that's a big component as far as why they're manifesting symptoms that are then blamed on a microbe. Um, you know, everything we're just, all we have to do is sit back and watch what's going on. And it's giving more than enough motivation for people to not only find each other, but also to not participate. And uh, also, you know, for the people, you know, God bless them, but that are wearing the mask and ruining their health in the process because they're breathing their own exhaust all day long, which is the worst thing in the world you could do for your health. And, you know, scrubbing surfaces and ruining the binome and everything that we've talked about and making themselves even more vulnerable, um, you know, and, and then also acting out in hatred and anger to people that aren't wearing masks. Uh, the more you learn, you don't even have an inclination to engage in, in you know, arguments or, or uh, uh, you know, taking it personally. You just see it for what it is. It's just, you know, they're living examples of how far we can degrade ourselves when we succumb to fear. So I'd say the practical uh, solution is exactly what we're doing. A lot of us in our realm, you know, we have a local permaculture guild we're, um, you know, restoring proper decentralized agriculture. We're replenishing the soils for future generations. We're showing how, you know, by restoring uh, the soil, we're actually restoring our health at the same time. We're restoring, uh, you know, our gut health, which is the center of our immunity, as we like to think of it, and our health in our entire body. So, Everything that I'm involved with right now and a lot of the circles that I travel with, those, you know, just a lot of brilliant people, um, because of what's going on, that has actually created a situation where we found each other and we're working together with real solutions. We have engineers that are at this very moment uh, reconstructing energy devices so that we're no longer... Uh, you know, dependent on, uh, you know, the oil industry and, and so forth. So it's, it's happening and it's just a natural process. And I think just like we say in medicine and just like Hippocrates taught, you know, uh, you know, a long time ago, the only thing that we need to seek is awareness because with awareness, you just naturally know what to do in the nick of time. Uh, you won't, um, you know, give your will for force or your creative energy into uh, endeavors that are going to uh, uh, create, you know, what we don't want on the planet. So I don't know, uh, you know, I would say to answer your question, you know, just straight on awareness and knowledge is uh, where we need to go for all of our solutions and that's just a natural consequence of everything that's being exposed right now i love that i love honestly i love that i believe it there brother thank you so much for um coming on the pod podcast and such a beautiful way to, to end, end the podcast as well awareness awareness and knowledge is the key beautiful that thank you so much 
Thank you for having me. And uh, as we're talking, the sun is coming up over the horizon here in That's my it. part of the world. So uh, perfect timing. That's Thanks so much for checking out that podcast, guys. Really cool conversation, in my opinion. Really did hit some hit home with some really amazing points. I can, after doing that podcast, I was sort of, I wrote down, I can remember when I was doing it, I wrote down so many different notes about so many different areas that I wanted to look into, what Dr. Barrow was mentioning. So I hope you enjoyed that anyway, guys. If you can, check out the Patreon page or the one-off donation option. As I said in the intro, it really goes such a long way to help me to keep doing what I'm doing and support a great alternative movement, which is this podcast. So anyway, guys, just to play this conversation out as I always do, I'm going to play a bit of a, a rough and ragged one. As you know, I like my hip-hop and my rap, whatever you want to call it. But this is a, a song by an artist called Prodigy, and it is called Spiritual War. It's very relatable, I, I feel, to what we're to, we were talking about later towards the end of this podcast. And also, guys, in a few days' time from now, I also have an amazing po- podcast with a guest who I've wanted to get on this podcast for a very long time. So all going to plan, I will have a conversation in a few days' time with the great Michael Tellinger. And if you don't know who he is, I would definitely recommend checking out his work. But anyway, in in the few days' time, that one will guarantee to be an absolute big podcast, that's for sure. So anyway, enjoy this song by Prodigy, Spiritual War, wherever you are in the world. Keep seeking. I love you all. Peace out. I see you got your spin, careful with that shit Quiet on the set, police on our neck Your head like that up, let me get that ace Unholy water my cup In this mental, physical, spiritual war Yeah, it's a spiritual war It's an actual, factual, supernatural war Listen, I've got a diamond heart 24 karat blood, my body is my temple Bitch, I am the club, whole universe my outlet I and I, we are one, respect the flower of life Oh, get your pedal plucked like She love me or she love me now You love me or you love what I got It's okay to be scared, turn your fear into power We got serpents in the garden, some of those apples are sour GMO, careful with that shit, quiet on the set Police on our neck, the head like that up. Let me get that ace, unholy water my cup. A little henny in this mental, physical, spiritual war. Yeah, it's a spiritual war. It's an actual, factual, supernatural war. I've got a diamond heart, 24 karat blood. My body is my temple. Bitch, I am the plug Whole universe is my power source I stay on, I stay lit At 1.21 gigawatts I brainstorm, start raining Start raining Start raining At 1.21 gigawatts I brainstorm, start raining On your warriors, we not scared We stand in front of tanks like Tiananmen Square I see you got your spin Careful with that shit Quiet on the set Police on our neck Your head like that up let me get that ace, unholy water my cup In this mental, physical, spiritual war Yeah, it's a spiritual war It's an actual, factual, supernatural war I see you got your spin, careful with that shit Quiet on the set, police on our neck 
the head like that up Let me get that ace, unholy water my cup In this mental, physical, spiritual war Yeah, it's a spiritual war It's an actual, factual, supernatural war regarded by the common people as true, by the wise as false, and by the rulers as useful. Seneca, too, Seneca the Younger.